Hi, everyone. Um, Happy New Year and welcome to the Energy Intelligence podcast series. Uh, I'm your host, Abhi Rajendran, uh, with the research and advisory team uh, here at the firm. Uh, I head uh, our global oil markets and downstream markets research, um, and I'm delighted to be here with you today. Uh, I'm joined by my colleague, uh, Amena Bakker, who is our chief OPEC correspondent um, and from our Dubai office. Uh, Amena, welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, Abby. Very happy to be joined uh, by you today. Happy to, to have you on. Um, and we're definitely, you know, we're definitely off to uh, a quick start to the new year with oil markets um, and with, with OPEC, um, you know, starting the, the year with a, with a meeting. Um, so we're here to dive into uh, quite a few topics. Um, you know, certainly last year was a difficult and challenging year uh, for oil markets. Um, you know, the demand environment was extremely challenging and, um, and certain even coming out of the, you know, the, the depths of it in the second quarter, um, there was a lot for OPEC plus to chew and to handle, uh, you know, they obviously went from, you know, dealing with the uncertainties to a historic agreement, um, you know, over, over a long period of time to try to help to undo the damage to oil markets, uh, from the demand backdrop, um, and you know they were fairly successful over the course of the second half of the year, even though there were some you know lingering questions. Um, you know we ended last year with some you know ongoing uncertainties about demand, uh, but also around the supply side, around uh, you know OPEC Plus in particular, and a pretty difficult meeting that they had in December, uh, which led to a decision to start to taper their. Uh, their deep cuts starting January. Um, of course, January came and 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 we started out with a you know very different kind of meeting from OPEC um, in in the face of you know some incremental challenges and weaknesses on the demand side. Uh, you know that 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 we faced over the winter uh, around uh, sort of some delays and in, in, in the vaccine rollout, um, but then some incremental challenges with new strains of COVID popping up and leading to new lockdowns. Uh, you know, we'll dig into all of the ramifications of that later, but um, but but certainly the year has started off, uh, you know, on a supportive note for oil, um, and OPEC Plus certainly has a large uh, part to do with that. Uh, so to to dive into that, uh, Amanda, maybe this is a, a good place to start. Uh, maybe you can just uh, do a quick recap of the OPEC plus meeting and what were some of the the key you know drivers behind what they ultimately decided on Thank you, Abby. Well, um, the the highlight really was the Saudi surprise uh, to cut a million barrels a day uh, unilaterally without any without the support of any of the Gulf states, which we saw happen last year. Um, uh, initially, before the meeting started, uh, everyone expected a rollover uh, to happen, um, but we got two surprises really. The first was that um, an exception was made for both Russia and Kazakhstan to start increasing their production uh, by 75,000 for both uh, February and March. And then um, Prince Abdelaziz held out right at the end and he told uh, the group of ministers that uh, Saudi Arabia is planning this voluntary cut, but he didn't tell them the volume and he said he preferred to announce it during the press conference, which happened uh, at 
uh, at the end of the meeting. Um, and that's when he surprised everyone and said that the kingdom is ready to cut a million barrels a day in February and March. Um, he explained that this is mainly uh, because he, uh, the leadership in in Saudi Arabia, wants to jumpstart the recovery of the market. Um, the intention really is to uh, uh, help uh, rebalance uh, the market quickly and draw any stocks um, that might uh, accumulate. Um, and as you mentioned, Abby, the, the new strain, uh, the risks of demand growth, etc., these are still things that are being factored by Saudi Arabia. So uh, based on that, uh, they said that they decided to uh, offer this voluntary cut. Um, now, there was a question posed to him, of course, by many journalists uh, about demand. Is he so worried about demand uh, that they need to to preempt to, to to offer this preemptive cut? And he said, no, uh, this is just a uh, uh, a measure to uh, ensure that we draw stocks at a faster pace. And it was left at that. Um, and uh, it's still unclear if these voluntary cuts would be extended for a further period. They will have to assess that. And we won't be hearing from OPEC for a while now because they've decided on the two months. So the next meeting will happen in uh, in March, and this will be to decide on April production. Great. Thanks, Amina. Yeah, we'll get to what to think about for OPEC looking ahead, but uh, maybe just to chew on a few more details around the, the the meeting that happened. You know, certainly, you know, last month, um, you know, Saudi's view was that the market was not ready yet for a taper, right? And they they preferred to have the cuts that that we saw at the end of last year extended for you know for a couple of months to start to start this year, um, but they were sort of you know superseded by a preference from Russia. Uh, and the UAE in particular uh, to to begin that taper process. Um, but what 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 sort of prompted uh, in this meeting, uh, you know, the UAE in particular to to view that additional tapering uh, was not required. Um, and obviously, as you referenced, um, you know, Russia is going to be adding a little bit more supply back in part because of you know of of their own kind of domestic you know winter demand needs. Um, but, but, you know, what, what sort of convinced them that it would be okay to sort of take a pause, uh, for a couple of months, uh, all else equal. I think Abby, a lot, there is concern about, uh, demand and, uh, the, uh, the, the new lockdowns that we're seeing just across uh, Europe and, uh, the new strain that emerged in the UK, et cetera. So they are, uh, aware of that. And of course they're factoring in supply that might come in, uh, uh from Libya, from Iran, from, uh, Venezuela, et cetera. I mean, all of these are factors that I think caused, uh, many of the, the OPEC plus states this time to say, it's okay to take a pause. Let's just roll over. Uh, current production levels. The only ones that asked for this exemption uh, were Kazakhstan and Russia, and the volume isn't that big anyway, uh, and it's all going into domestic use. So technically, it's not really supply to uh, the market. Um, now, on the uh, compensation cut scheme, that's something that's still going ahead. Um, the overproduction is uh, the, the aggregate overproduction since May. It's still uh, around uh, 2.3, 2.4 million barrels a day. And 
the countries that are responsible for that are expected to, to continue with the with those cuts. Um, however, if you look at it this way, I mean, Sa the Saudi minister didn't want us to, to even mention it uh, because he said it's not true that Saudi Arabia is cutting on behalf of others. Uh, however, I mean, the Saudi is kind of compensating for for the uh, for the others uh, lack of compliance in a way with this voluntary cut. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a very good point that these compensation cuts continue uh, in the background. And, you know, just to put some numbers around it, you know, even though technically there is a, a pause for the overall cuts um, from January through February, March, uh, just the, the Saudi voluntary cuts alone will lead to sort of a, a million barrel a day decline. Uh, from January um, to February and March. Um, and in theory, if if the compensation cuts do come through, um, that you could see, you know, uh, you know, over a million barrels a day of, of, of incremental cutting, right, from, from, from January levels. Um, and that will help to support, you know, as you noted, some of these incremental patches of demand weakness, which, which I think OPEC plus, and I mentioned plus because it, you know, includes some of the other countries, will see, um, in particular out of, out of Europe, um, given the the kind of the, the proximity to to um, to where they are, and 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 this is you know this is kind of a, a maybe a good segue to uh, you know what you noted, Amena, which is we you know we won't be hearing from OPEC for you know at least a month, month and a half, but uh, you know they'll be you know deliberating again in early March in thinking about levels of supply for April and beyond. So how should we think about uh, you know what? will go into their decision-making looking ahead to the second quarter of this year. Um, you know, will there be, you know, kind of this renewed push to, to taper um, or will it, will it really be only, uh, you know, in the face of, you know, uh, an evident demand recovery, right? That, that these lockdowns and these incremental issues, uh, you know, are getting reversed and that we are, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, back on track towards normalizing to where we were, um, you know, pre-COVID on, on, on the demand side, um, both in Europe, of course, and, and, and globally. Um, but what will kind of go into their, their, their thought process? Abby, I think we just have to get used to the fact that we're not going to be able to predict uh, what action they're going to take. The market has to wait for these last minute uh, announcements and reactions. And this is what's been happening. And in general, Saudi oil policy under Prince Abdulaziz, he's been very, very careful never uh, to tip his hand really or tell uh, the market what he plans or what Saudi Arabia's policy is. Um, but I can tell you one thing that they're very, very cautious. Uh, they're they're taking preemptive measures to ensure uh, the the market rebalances quickly, etc. So even if we're seeing that things are looking better, um, they might take a cautious approach even into the second uh, half of the year. Um, and we still don't know uh, if, uh, if the U.S. will be easing sanctions against Iran, if additional volumes are coming in. So there are many variables. It's it's really difficult to uh, to know. I mean, we're, we're, we mentioned that they're going to be meeting in May and deciding for April. So we don't know what that decision is going to be. So beyond that, even is um, is, is something that we're going to have to find out last minute. Great, thanks. Yeah, no, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And you know, coming back to one of the points that you made earlier, um, that you know, one of the key drivers behind Saudi's decision making was that they wanted to make sure that even you know, in the face of a soft patch for demand, that the market was going to continue. Uh, to draw inventories, right, and and to get back to a to a healthy place, 
Um, and and there, that's certainly something that 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 we're expecting to see. Um, you know, even with you know a soft start to the year from you know from the demand side. Um, and maybe let me just kind of walk through some of the the numbers that 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 we have uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, the fourth quarter of last year, you know, we saw a demand. Um, you know, roughly around you know ninety five to ninety five and a half million barrels a day. Uh, I think the the end of the year in December, uh, we were below that, probably closer to you know around ninety four million barrels a day. Um, you know, and, and certainly the the start of this year, uh, given the incremental softness in Europe, um, is also around that level. Um, and you know, I think you know from our number crunching, if OPEC had indeed. Um, you know, followed through with, you know, with, with its January tapering, um, you know, with, with further tapering in, in February or March, or even with a, you know, kind of a, a flattish level to January, uh, you know, the market wouldn't have, you know, really seen ongoing stock draws. And so the Saudi decision to make these voluntary cuts, plus, you know, potentially some help from compensation cuts, it really is sort of critical to making sure that, uh, then in the first quarter of this year that there are ongoing stock draws. Um, you know, we estimated that at the end of last year, uh, the market had about 200 million barrels of excess uh, crude uh, pro- uh, crude stocks. Um, and of course, there's a couple of hundred million barrels of incremental product stocks that's that also need to be worked off. But um, but the fact that, you know, Saudi announced this uh, helps to continue to chip away at that excess. Um, and we think in the first quarter of this year, that you know that that the market will make you know some sizable progress to uh, to reducing that that 200 million barrel excess. Uh, by the way, some of which is you know is, is kind of in the system in China um, and won't necessarily uh, you know ever be sort of released to the market. Um, so uh, so this is certainly you know be, you know Amena as you were as you mentioned earlier, it's being reflected in prices um, and not just prices but also in time spreads and you know and 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 differentials. Uh, you know, really sort of, you know, taking a, a strong, uh, you know, open to the year um, and, and, and getting back in, 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 in for some products to, you know, fairly, you know, uh, healthy looking levels that you saw, you know, in the early part of last year. Um, so, so let's see how that uh, persists and, um, and remains. Um, Amanda, maybe, you know, coming back to uh, one of the points that you referenced on on ongoing risks uh, that that OPEC will have to monitor. I think the kind of the the priority from the group at the start of the year has been focused on demand, um, but but certainly what we've been highlighting uh, for the group to 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 manage this year is the fact that Libya is at a much higher level than last year. Um, you know, end of the year at you know comfortably over a million barrels a day of of, of supply, and, and and starting the year. Um, at the same, um, and you know, barring you know, kind of further disruptances that 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 Libyan higher levels of supply are here to stay, you know, and and in this process, Iran is sort of itching to go with you know with with incremental exports, um, you know, which we think will be a gradual process, but but again, is more supply for the market and uh, you know, kind of a headache for OPEC to deal with. Uh, what are you know maybe just what are some of the uh, you know apart from demand, which will of course be a focus. Uh, what are some of the, the the key areas that that OPEC plus will be keenly focused on? Uh, you know, as you noted, you know, over the course of this year, you know, maybe more mid-year, uh, looking to the second half of the year, as they, of course, balance demand, but uh, but but manage through the you know the the thought process behind you know eventually tapering these deep level of cuts that we're seeing. 
One of the questions that was posed to Prince Abdulaziz was the fact that, I mean, with this voluntary cut, um, it would encourage uh, producers outside the group to start uh, increasing their production, talking about U.S. shale producers and others. Um, and he seemed uh, unconcerned about that. And he said that we will deal with that uh, when uh, it becomes an issue. So he kind of downplayed that risk. But I think that's something their uh, OPEC secretariat uh, will be monitoring quite closely. Um, and we've heard in previous OPEC meetings that Russia always had a concern for the growth of shale and uh, producers, uh, I mean, uh, oil production just generally from outside the group. So that's something they'll, they'll be keeping an eye on. Um, and one issue that keeps uh, being asked over and over again is just the unity of the group uh, and the ability for OPEC Plus to, to stay together and make decisions. And even with this meeting uh, that we saw uh, last week is that um, it... It takes a lot for 23 members to uh, to 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 uh, to unite and agree on a certain pact. Even on fund principle, they they all want uh, market management to continue. Um, this meeting dragged on for two days. It was supposed to end. Uh, on, on Monday, and it didn't. Um, so, but I, I can say for the time being, both Saudi and Russia are on the same page uh, in terms of uh, their leadership alignment, wanting market management to continue. So um, that's uh, that's something, I mean, everyone is keeping an eye on, the unity in the group, but for the time being, I, I would say that it's not a risk. Great, thank you. Yeah, and I think, you know, from, from our view, you know, not only was there a sort of a Saudi surprise, but but there was also kind of a broader OPEC plus surprise to to start the year um, in terms of that, you know, that you know, holding firm and showing that, you know, that that unity um, and, you know, that that willingness to continue to market manage um, and, you know, and, and, you know, prioritize, you know, getting the market back to a healthy place, you know, from a, you know, from a inventory and, and, and stock perspective. Um, so that was certainly, you know, uh, a helpful start to the year from a market standpoint. Um, you know, just a couple of comments that I wanted to make real quick to wrap up the discussion, um, you know, looking ahead to the year. Uh, we will be focused, of course, on demand. Uh, you know, we had a cautious view on demand at the early part of this year, uh, you know, anyways. And, you know, and, and, and certainly the incremental lockdowns. Um, and, and some of these questions around new COVID strains and, um, and, a, and a slow vaccine rollout, you know, are sort of justifying that. And we'll be tracking that closely over the course of this year. Um, we will be keeping a keen eye on OPEC Plus, um, not just their decision making, but, um, but these additional variables like Iran, like Libya, um, even Venezuela uh, to, a, to a smaller respects in terms of how much incremental supply they can, um, you know, they can bring back to the market. Um, and 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 how the tapering process, whenever it begins, uh, will will take shape, and you know, and and whether you know some of this you know eagerness from Russia and the UAE in particular to get supply going again, uh, and and not to cede share uh, as as the year goes by, um, you know, you know, not just to the U.S. but but to other producers, uh, you know, how much of that uh, you know will 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 play into uh, their decision making is certainly something that we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, over the coming months and quarters, uh, from a just from a, an oil price standpoint, you know we had a view that you know at the start, you know a bit, you know at the end of last year that that the start of this year, because of some of the demand softness, that that would be a little bit uh, softer than we've seen. You know we were kind of 
thinking closer to $50 uh, for the first couple of months, um, if not a little bit below. Um, but but certainly the OPEC plus meeting has put a, uh, you know, I would say a higher floor under prices and, you know, and, and given a little bit more firmness. Uh, what's also supported oil is the, you know, the continued, you know, macro environment that, uh, you know, that, that, that feels supportive and that, you know, feels like the market is willing to take risks to start the year. And, you know, and the fact that there, you know, even though there are these lockdowns, um, that ongoing government support around the world uh, will continue to help with the economic recovery that, you know, that, that, that's working its way back. And a new administration here in the U.S., um, especially with, you know, with democratic control over the whole government, uh, you know, leading to the potential for more spending and more stimulus and more support for the economy. Um, all of these are supportive factors for oil. Um, and, and OPEC plus holding the line is um, is, is, is just another uh, you know, support factor in that. You know, we think, you know, we've always had a, a better than consensus view on oil prices over the course of this year. Uh, we thought that would be kind of a more gradual, uh, you know, diversion from con- consensus that started maybe more in Q2. Uh, we're seeing, you know, I think an, you know, an earlier uh, bullishness uh, to start the year. Uh, you know, we think, you know, this, this is going to kind of continue to grind higher. And we expect uh, the market to be talking about, you know, $60 oil in the second half of this year. Um, you know, even if demand is sort of slowly working its way back, uh, you know, we think that the market will be in a healthy enough place that, that, that we could be talking about 60, which, you know, certainly thinking back to three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago, uh, the fact that we can have even have that conversation um, is certainly a positive uh, development to start this year. Um, so this is something that we'll be continuing to track, continuing to be uh, staying on top of. Um, but, you know, I think we're we're close to time for now. Um, Amena, thank you so much for your thoughts and your, and your uh, you know, staying on top of OPEC plus developments. Uh, I know that's going to be, yeah, I know that's something that's going to be uh, an ongoing thing over the next couple of months. And, you know, we, we wish you a happy new year. We look forward to working with you and we will be back with you for the next, po- next podcast uh, sometime shortly. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Energy Intelligence Podcast. Please check back with us soon for our latest content, which you can find at energyintel.com.